0: and the brave new world World begins, begins. begins. When all men are paid for existing, and no man must pay for his sins, as surely as water will wet us, as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook headings with terror and slaughter return.
1: Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another episode of the Copybook Headings Podcast. This is the show where every week we take uh, an old saying, a proverb, or maxim, and we break it down to see what wisdom we can learn from it and see if any of these old sayings still have relevance to modern life. Uh, I'm your host, Patrick Payne, and with me, as always, is my co-host, Andrew Stevens. Andrew, how
0: are you, sir? I'm doing great. How are you?
1: Uh, It's been one of those days. (laughs) it's been one of those days man <laughs> uh, not a great day no, just just if i'm just being honest it's between me you and our 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 faithful listeners uh today was a day
0: yeah well uh i I want to hear about it uh, you you teased you teased a little bit and I'm very intrigued all right um but let's let's talk about our 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 uh, proverb of the day here and and then uh you can let me know. <laughs> Okay. How that good. all applies.
1: Yeah. So this proverb's a good one. Um, common one. This was one you picked. Why don't you lay it on us?
0: Yeah, it's uh it's pretty common. It's never too old to learn, right? You're never, never too, too old, old to through. learn. Yep. Um and so that you know learning is something I've I've valued throughout my life, you know, maybe less and less as I get older, which is a good reason to to talk about it, I think. Um but you know, it's, uh, yeah, love it. Love learning, love reading and, and, um, new experiences, new places. I think maybe just the way I, the the way I learned, the thing I I learned about has changed. Uh, and maybe that's, that's part of part of the journey, but yeah. So I just found it off our list of of our big list of proverbs like that. And I really kind of stuck out for me
1: so yeah it's a solid one I, i'm excited to talk about this one um so, so uh well i will i'll run through what i'll run through my day before we do that <laughs> so because we teased it so now i have to tell everybody i can't just leave leave the cliffhanger um i do i believe this proverb is true i think that you're never too old to learn sometimes i wonder if you're too young to learn certain things sometimes because my kids don't seem to be grasping certain concepts very well. Sometimes after mm-hmm. despite me telling a hundred million times. <laughs> so uh my boys were out playing in the field behind the house yesterday. And apparently they were messing with this big backhoe excavator thing mm-hmm. and they smashed the windows in it. Cause they were throwing rocks at it. Oh man. And then the, the owner you know, text me today, hey, were your boys playing on that thing? And I was like, uh, gonna ask them. And then I asked them and they fessed up and then they called the sheriff and they came over and I had to talk to my boys about wanton destruction of property. And then we had to go over there. And we had to apologize to the guy who owned it and tell them that they're going to, you know, earn money to <laughs> pay for this stupid window of this, of this uh, tractor thingy. And oh, so yeah. that was that was my day. Not uh, not fun. No, <laughs> this is the the fun you are missing out on, Andrew, by having a y- very young children and b girls.
0: Yeah, <laughs> let's hope.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was a it was a day, it was a day, but uh, we're we're going out of town this weekend, so I am hoping that we can forget about that and move move on. And that's going the hard. Yeah. That's the hard thing. Cause I'm like, I'm still angry at them, but I'm like, all right, you know, we've, we've issued the punishments now let's try to forget about it and, and, uh, still have a good weekend.
0: Yeah. So,
1: yeah. So that's been my day. And, uh, but this saying is not about teaching children how to learn. This one is about if you're too, you're never too old to learn. So, uh, let's, uh, let's dive into it. Um, when I read this one first. I started doing a little bit of research on it. Uh the first thing that came to my mind was um uh, just kind of helping my parents figure out technology over the okay. <laughs> over the years. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's something that popped in your head at all.
0: No, not not that exactly. More of um just wanting to make sure you know um, my, my dad's he's a smart guy and I want him to stay sharp. And so like kind of encouraging, you know, the kinds of things, the kinds of learning, the kinds of mental activities to keep you sharp when you're getting older, he's, uh, he's really good about his, his exercise and has been learning new things, uh, weightlifting and cycling and stuff like that, which, uh, is pretty, pretty impressive. Um, but when it, when it comes to, yeah, when it comes to my dad, that's the kind of stuff I think about It's just, you know, the. Okay, are you doing your uh, you doing your Sudoku? You are doing your crosswords? You know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, yeah, what? Uh, but he's technologically he's. Oh no, I don't. I don't. I certainly don't think I've eclipsed him. Uh, so I don't know that the, I don't know. There's much I could teach him there. Other, <laughs> other than maybe where to find our podcast. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think that's super important to for to keep your stay mentally sharp. Uh, I wonder, although I do think even if you're doing your, your crosswords, that may be something that you've been doing for years and years. Yeah. And I think it is fairly common for people uh, as they get older to, I mean, even just our age, not even necessarily old people, just like you get into middle age and you can kind of find a routine mm-hmm. and it can be common to just, Oh, I, I do my things to keep me sharp. But uh, I do think there's also value in branching out to something you've never done before. Yeah. And, and we see that le- less often as, as people age, but I I think that's, just as valuable, if not, maybe if not more so as you get older.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think, I think the biggest uh, obstacle in, in my life, in my view for, for learning new things is just, I just don't care, you know, <laughs> right. cause, cause yeah. Cause like there's the routine, there's the things I do care about. If it's outside of that, I don't want to, I don't want to fit that in. Like you, know, you might have uh, when you're, when your online friends are, are talking Political philosophy or, or things like that. Like, I don't I don't want to read that book, guys. I don't, I don't care. Yeah. That.
1: No, that's, that's true. I've had that exact same, same experience sometimes where when I was younger, I feel like I had a little bit more thirst for knowledge. Like I was just yeah. like, wow, that's interesting. I want to read that or I want to learn about that. And now I'm just like, I'm more selective with my attention. And someone will say mm-hmm. something like, "Oh, doesn't this sound interesting?" I'm like, uh, "Maybe a little, but not enough for me to do anything about." It. Like, yeah. like you said, I'm like, "I'm not going to read that book. I don't care." So yeah. yeah, I can, I can, I can see that that could be the temptation to just stick with what you already know.
0: Um. So what, uh, what do you do? What does one do to combat that, or should you bother? What do you think?
1: Yeah, that's the question. Um, I think, uh, well, okay. So I'll tell you uh, some experiences I've had in business. So, uh, I used to, uh, sell software, uh, in the healthcare space. So health Mm -hmm. IT companies, and we'd sell these, this software, these software packages to doctors, offices, clinics, hospitals, that sort of thing. And, um, believe it or not today, in the year of our Lord, 2023, there are doctors that are using paper charts. Like they chart all their patient information on paper. Like I, and it's not just a few, like there's, there's quite a number who are still doing it that way. Despite there being, you know, electronic medical records have been around for a long time now. Uh, Obviously. (laughs) Computers. (laughs) Obviously. Um, And there have been big government incentives to Mm -hmm. get, to incentivize doctors to switch over from paper charts. Still, many of them will not. Um, so that, that's what I, one of the things I thought is, um, and my wife as a nurse, when I mentioned this saying to her, she was like, are you going to mention doctors? Because <laughs> <she was> like was <laughs> they don't like to change and they don't like to do anything different. I'm like, yeah. So there are certain industries and there are certain, um, I think groups of people that get tend, that tend to stay a certain way, you know, um and I don't know what, what it is about medicine necessarily, maybe because the human body hasn't changed much. So they kind of get used Mm -hmm. to doing their thing. I I don't know if that's it or not. Um, but, uh, but yeah, they tend some, many doctors tend to get kind of stuck in their, stuck in their ways. So, um, how to combat that? I mean, we, we would, we would really, I mean, my job as the salesperson was to talk to them about how much better it's going to be for patient care, how much easier it's going to make their workflow, how it's not as hard of a transition as they may think, and then trying to walk them through this process of, of switching to the new thing and getting getting off the thing that they've been doing possibly for 30 years of their career yeah. and doing it a new way. So that was kind of what I, I, what I would try to do. And, uh, you know, we were successful sometimes. So, uh, um, yeah, I, in your personal life, uh, maybe take a similar approach. I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, I think much to my chagrin, I think I'm discovering that the, the key and I'm kind of old to be discovering this, but the, the key, the key to life here is, uh, uh, going out of your comfort zone, right. Mm -hmm. Um, embracing discomfort in so many, so many aspects of your life, um, leads to, to a lot of really fulfilling experiences and, and growth. Um, whether that's, you know, the discomfort of, you know, micro tears in your muscles at the gym or mm-hmm. talking to someone new, you know, I think. And so with the learning thing, I think it's just, yeah, you kind of got to go out of your comfort zone. You got to push yourself to, to try something new. One thing that my wife and I are doing right now that neither of us is really um, necessarily like would be gung ho about but what we're doing is where we joined a book club with some, some other couples in the, in the neighborhood and people they know. So it's, I think five five or six couples, you know, kind of not super like quarterly, right? Like pretty Mm -hmm. low pressure, but it's definitely not something we would normally seek out, you know? And so having been invited, like, okay, we can, let's do it. You know, let's, yeah, let's, let's try and stretch ourselves a bit. And it's, it's been good so far. And, um, you know, just that kind of, that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I a hundred percent agree. And I know that it can, it's tough to, to step out of your comfort zone, but that's usually where a lot of uh, exciting stuff happens, whether it be growth or sometimes just fun, exciting mm-hmm. things, friendships, new, whatever. So, um, you know, we, we started this podcast several months ago and uh, I think that was a little bit stepping out of our comfort zone. I've never done anything like this before. Have you
0: had you? No, no. For, yeah. <laughs> it's definitely, uh, <laughs> definitely outside my comfort zone. Um, but it's, it's been good and it's, I you know, I don't know, we've put out what about 12 episodes at this point and, uh, and we've both remarked it's, there's a difference between the first one and, and, you know, the, the recent ones, like it's, we're, we're growing, we're, we're getting better at it. And, um, I think I've, I've gotten some value out of it in the process for sure.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I've learned some things, and and just in, also uh, you and I have become become better friends. And we've had you know interesting guests on, and we'll we'll continue to in the future. So yeah, that has been yeah. a super positive thing. Um, I've mentioned you know my my some of the hobbies I do, the jiu-jitsu and that sort of thing. And I remember when I got into it, I was a little bit scared to do it because I was you know, I mean it's not uncommon for people in middle age to start to start jitsu It's kind of a welcoming to to older people where some mm-hmm. martial arts may not be as so much or yeah. some sports in general. Um, but, but, uh, I remember I was in my late thirties and I'm thinking, but I, I just remember thinking, Hey, 10 years from now, you'll be, you know, 48. So you can either be 48 with possibly a black belt in jiu-jitsu, or you could be 48 having never started. So yeah. I kind of just thought to try to try to think long-term about it. Um, you know, a decade or more is usually how long it takes to, to earn your black belt. But I mean, heck, even if you're not a black belt, being a, a purple or a brown belt is pretty pretty respected and, and legit as well. So whatever you can accomplish in that amount of time, the time's gonna come either way. And yeah. that's something I always try to kind of think when I'm when I'm contemplating jumping into something new, a decade from now, it'll be a decade from now, whether you want it to be or not, you're gonna be 10 years older. That's just the way it goes. So where <laughs> do you wanna be at that spot? And so that's, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I th- I, that's kind of been my approach.
0: Well, that's great. One of these days, I'm gonna I'll have to try out jujitsu. One of these days. I'll
1: yeah, <laughs> we're, we're 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 known for talking about it too much and <laughs> it's too, you know, So I bring it up all the time. But that's you know when you're when you're getting smashed all the time, it's kind of a big part of your life. But uh, I, I just had my my youngest son just got into it. So now, well, not my youngest, my second to youngest. I'm sorry, uh, but but the he, we I now have four sons in jujitsu. He's mm-hmm. three, and they they have a little. Tiny kid class where they don't really even do anything. They just basically like play little games and get them comfortable with moving their body and competing in certain things and stuff. So yeah, but but he got to wear his little gi, you know, the little you know karate like <laughs> uniform with the white belt and everything, and he was so excited, just thrilled, smile ear to ear, just running around on the mats doing these little little kid games. So, so that was fun <laughs> to watch. But um, but yeah, um, we have we have a guy in the class who's I think in he's in his seventies. And, uh, he just started a year or two ago. So, um, yeah, I mean, and he's, I mean, he's learning, he's progressing. He's not as mobile maybe as some of the younger guys, of course, not as flexible, but he's, uh, he's learning the techniques.
0: Cool. Well, that you know, mentioning your, your kids, like, I think that's a, a good impetus to keep learning as you get older. Uh, it's kind of a a second chance to, to learn some things you either, you know, didn't get to a chance to when you were young or, or didn't want to, or didn't think was important, you know? Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, there's some degree Mm -hmm. where you're, you're, where you're a bystander. You don't want to be the, the overbearing, uh, overbearing T-ball dad or anything like that. Um, but there, but, but there's chances to learn. How, how have you experienced that with, with your kids?
1: Oh yeah. hundred percent. I mean, even just going back to the, the martial arts we do, I, I might not have done it or stuck with it as much if my boys weren't in it with me.
0: Did you Uh, get into it before them or, or did one of them start?
1: Nope. We got in it together. Same time. Oh, cool. Yeah. So they were like, um, uh, well, actually we had, we had done, uh, yeah. So they were, you know, little boys, they're watching their Ninja Turtles or whatever the heck they, the, the shows they watch today are and they wanted to be you know ninjas and do their martial arts and so they started mm-hmm. you want to do karate or this that and the other so I started looking at what ones and I'd always thought jujitsu was kind of a cool one so I was like well we should check this one out and then um you know I'd heard of you know various podcasters into it and you know this that and the other Jocko Willink will talk about it and so right right and he, and he encourages adults to do it so I'm like well shoot maybe I'll try it too because I'd always thought that it was neat and so that's kind of how we started. But yeah, if my if my boys hadn't been pushing me, maybe I would still be sitting here, never having started. Yeah. Hmm. Um, kind of one of the questions that I have, I guess, would be, what do you think are some of the difficulties or the challenges besides just maybe a little bit of complacency? We talked about that. Um, do you think there are other major obstacles for for people? who are getting up there in life and to, to, to learn a new thing or to learn a new skill or something? Yeah, I
0: think, I don't know. I think, I think the, uh, some of the muscles, so to speak atrophy, Hmm. um, you know, for me, I was, I was very studious in college. Like that was my main thing. I was much less social than I was Stu- like studying or mm-hmm. my social life often revolved around the studying. Like I would be at the library till, you know, midnight, most nights. And just, just cause I liked it. I just liked being there. I would, if I took a break, I'd go browse the shelves and find a book I wanted to read and, and read a book for a while. I wasn't, you know, studying my, my coursework, but I'd be just doing, hanging out, learning something else. Um, mm-hmm. And Um. And and so, but but yeah, you just get. I I could I could sit there for hours on end, um, just reading stuff and not you know falling asleep. So Mm -hmm. you know, so (laughs) you're kind of like primed, primed to be absorbing knowledge. Um, you know, little kids do it just naturally; they're soaking stuff up. You know, but you're still when you're in your 20s, you're still doing it. Um, Mm -hmm. but once you you know, that kind of chapter of your life closes, especially societally, you know, you're often you're in your job, presumably, you know, what you're doing, or at least like the learning aspect isn't as, as, um, isn't as important, right. Or at least it's not as, um, you don't focus on it as much. I mean, mm-hmm. there's professional development and stuff like that, but, but really it's about just doing the job. And then part of that is, you know having kids and go home you're tired they, they keep you up late Yeah, you know, the, the kids you're so you just um, kind of the, that focus the energy it's a lot of it is it's completely different from when you're in the study mode earlier in life yeah and so it's not that like learning is impossible but the way you do it has to change drastically and so you got to figure out how to do that And so I think, and it's hard to figure out how to do that. So when you, when most people run into that, it's just kind of, well, I'm done with that. And I saw, I saw a statistic the other day about like the, the percentage of people who never like read another book after they finish like college, you know, and it's just a huge number of people. Just completely lose curiosity. And I think part of that is with college, not really being a place for, inquiry for a lot of people it's really just a place to get your rubber stamp um sure but but still um anyway i'm i'm going all over the place here oh that's so, yeah cool. i think it's just kind of a the the muscles change that you that you used to learn with so to speak uh, as you get older
1: yeah 100 percent. i think there's definitely a, a physiological element to it right where you mentioned you could sit down and read for a long time without falling asleep. Like, yeah. like that, that, thats real. That's that's a real thing. Like trying a new sport. I'm gonna play pickleball, or I'm gonna do pick up whatever new thing is going on. Well, your muscles aren't gonna be the same as when you're 25. Like, it's just not yeah. how it's gonna. You're gonna be more sore. You're gonna be slower. Like, it's gonna be. Maybe you'll be banged up a little bit from that pickup game of basketball that wouldn't have done anything to you when you're younger. So, yeah, th- there's definitely a physiological element. There is that complacency that we talked about um and then i think probably just it's it can be difficult to um you know you fall into a routine we're creatures of habit <clears throat> where we just get used to doing the same things every day and filling our day with the same type of stuff and and where do you put in something new even if abs- in the abstract you'd like to be able to do this thing or you'd like to be this person or have read this thing or know that language or whatever um yeah. it 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 becomes difficult unless you make it into a part of your daily routine probably.
0: Yeah, I think so.
1: Okay, <clears> I so maybe to, that
0: you need to prioritize it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So maybe that could be, <clears throat> that could be one of the lessons. If you're trying to change something is how can you fit that into your daily routine rather than just, I need to set some huge lofty goal rather than looking at the the end result of the goal. Like, like for me, if I want my goal is I want to be a black belt jujitsu rather than looking at that, because how are you going to, how are you going to get there from where I'm at? It's so far away. Um, I could just say, okay, I want to go to jujitsu three times a week, or I want to just do this and it's gonna be Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, and that's when I'm going. And that's that. You know, uh when you when you set it as as and make it that a part of your daily life, I think that's that's an easier path to getting to a long term goal.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like it's you know, it's good to have those big goals, but you need to you need those smaller chunks that you're focused on, you know on the day to day for sure. Mm-hmm. Cause if it's just, I want to be a black belt <clears> and, and that's, you know, a decade away, it's real easy to be like, well, I guess I'm not going to be a black belt, you know? <laughs> so yeah. Um, yeah, I think the way you approach that is, is exactly right. Like I'm going to go three times a week and, and maybe you've got like a goal, something, something closer that's within, you know, within the year or a few months, you know, whatever the next, whatever the next belt is that you're immediately learning for training for and and learning about. And that, you know, that's part of the path, but, and, you know, you kind of need the the big one there in the back of your mind, but you don't want it there all the time, just kind of taunting you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, this kind of reminds me of a, another saying that I was looking at it before when we were thinking of different ones to do. And that's like, uh, every journey begins with a, a single step, right? Yeah. That's an old maxim as well. That's it's that's uh, not the one we're talking about, but it's, uh, it, it, I think it's relevant today. And that's one that keeps popping into my mind. So maybe we'll have a two for one this time, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, that, that's kind of same type of thing. And so, uh, but yeah, with age, uh, there's going to be some, there's going to be some different kinds of challenges, but, um, the question I was, I was trying to think of as you were speaking was uh, we always, every episode we t- try to talk about the, you know, the gods of these copybook headings as referenced by the, the poem by Kipling, which is what our mm-hmm. podcast is based on. He also mentioned the gods of the marketplace, which is kind of this antithesis, which pushes against these, these proverbs. And uh, you know, society since can sometimes push us the opposite direction of the, of the ancient, the way the ancient wisdom is, is pointing us. So do we have a, do we have a, a case here where society might be telling people that you maybe are too old to learn or, or what
0: do you think? Um I don't I don't there's there's not one that's obvious to me. Um but I don't think that's a message that that goes out there. So I'm trying to think, <laughs> I'm sure there's always something something insidious, you know. Um pushing back against this, this kind of stuff. So I'm trying to think of of where that comes in, but, but on the surface level, no, I think generally, um, society-wide people are about, you know, you know, continuing education, continuing learning. Maybe it's what they're trying to, what people are kind of being funneled into as far as like learning or, or the, the, the mindset about it. Maybe there's some unsavory stuff there. Um, what comes to mind for you? I
1: thought the same thing is that, uh, this seems to be one where society's kind of in agreement with this. I, I don't see a lot it, nowadays. It's not very common. I think for people to be like, well, you know, you're too old for that or something. I think society yeah. is, it's, it's much more common and much more fashionable to be to be, to celebrate some old person who did, you know, an older person who achieved some, something, right. They got their yeah. degree finally Go, you going know, back gotta, to school and finishing, yeah.
0: finishing their degree. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Something like that. Exactly. So I, I think uh, this is one that maybe doesn't get a lot of, a lot of societal pushback, like some of the other ones might. That being said, it's still not easy. Um, even without, even with society kind of encouraging people to do it, it's still real easy to, to, to fall into those, those routines where you're not branching out, not, not learning and growing, I think.
0: Yeah, there's yeah, there's a lot of a lot of distraction mm-hmm. to to keep you from from what you might be doing if you didn't have that. Right, I think um, my who was this? My great grandfather um, took up watercolor painting in his old age when he was when he was retired. Hmm. Um, we have you know, my dad has a couple of his paintings still in the house, and um. And, and that's the kind of thing where I wonder, you know, how many people, I'm guessing he didn't have quite as many distractions um, at his time. You know, there was, there was TV, there was like, you know, three channels or something. Mm-hmm. And so that was still a distraction for people, but like, you know, people now retirees, for example, they have a lot more to contend with, with the, sure. with the programming and stuff and just stuff that would keep them complacent and, and not trying that new thing, trying out, uh, learning a new skill, learning a, a new subject. So I think that's, that's kind of where I see the, the big resistance.
1: Yeah. It's real tough nowadays with all the distractions. Uh, it's, it's hard for me to sit down and read a new book when in the same amount of time I can read a thousand tweets, you know, yeah. each one of them is a, a little, a little nugget of something exciting, you know, mm-hmm. and I don't ever have to work for any new deep knowledge. I can get this, a bunch of superficial knowledge on a whole bunch of different, a host of different topics. Right. And so yeah. it's, it's, it's more difficult. It takes more discipline to sit down and, and uh, turn the phone off and just, just read a book. So um, yeah, I think of any age, but that, I, I'm wondering how that's going to be in the, as you know, the millennials get older and, and, and begin to age, how that's going to affect us.
0: Yeah. I think we're, it, we're a mess. It'll be, uh, <laughs> it'll be interesting.
1: Well, yeah, we're, we're, we're uh, hopefully we can learn something from our ancestors here on the, <laughs> what we're doing here on the podcast and learn something, but yeah, I agree. I, I think it's going to be going to be difficult. So um, uh, the, I wanted to touch on technology uh, again, real quick, because when I, you know, growing up, I would ha- always have to help my mom with technology. She's not a computer person. My dad took to it pretty well. He's an engineer, so he kind of got it. Mm-hmm. But my mom was, uh, hated it, just loathed everything about technology. And, you know, we tell her, you have to learn how to check your email. She's like, no, I don't. Like, I, you just check <laughs> from, I'll, ne- I'll never need to learn how to check my email. Well, you know, she, she did, lean- <laughs> spoiler alert, she needed to, she did a- end up having to learn how to check her email. So, yeah. uh, it was just kind of the, uh, um, you know, uh, the resistance to that was something that, uh, that she had to kind of get over, but, uh, but yeah, I, I think, uh, that's, we, our generation may not have that same thing because we grew up with technology, but there's probably going to be something, uh, and maybe it's being able to have, have just in-person conversations more because we're so used to communicating with devices. And maybe that's something we have to do and learn. I mean, I know I've had to adjust as my kids have gotten older because Mm -hmm. they don't, I I can't, I don't talk to them on my phone. I have to put my phone down and have a conversation with them, you know? Whereas when they were babies, you know, or before they were born, I was just used to talking to my friends. I was texting my friends, you know, and that's how I talk to people. So that was, maybe we're going to, maybe our generation will have the the flip side where we're going to have to learn, learn to put the technology away
0: yeah i think that i think that's true and i but i think fortunately you know i'm finding the old you know the older i get the more i do just like talking to people um and the less i care about breaking the ice you know kind of out at a like at a national park or something just you know start chatting it up with some strangers and you know why not and so so, uh, hopefully, hopefully that takes for, for everyone, all, our whole generation. And, uh, we just, uh, go, go the way of, go the way of the old people and just, you know, start talking to everyone, uh, un, un, unbidden. Like my, uh, my grandfather used to go hang out at the uh, the grocery store and just talk, talk to the, <laughs> talk to the baggers and stuff just to Heck yeah. have something to do.
1: <laughs> yeah. My wife and I, we took a, we took a trip to a little, uh, bed and breakfast uh, a while ago. <clears throat> and, um. It was funny because we had seen this, like we watched some TV show and they were making a joke about their, you know, some sitcom or whatever. And they made a joke about bed and breakfast people about how they're like, you'll sit there and you'll have some other couple there at breakfast with you. And they'll be talking about something like, and the joke was that they're really boring or that they're, you know, whatever. And so after, so my wife and I, we had this experience and it was like almost the same as the television show, like no. almost exactly. It was this, the same type of people but we didn't find them boring at all. Like they were just like really kind of lovely people. And we were like, yeah. that was, you know, yeah, we could see how someone would poke fun at like, Oh, we're going bird watching or something, you know, whatever. But we were like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we were just like, we had a great time talking to them. So, yeah. and we learned a little bit about, you know, where they were from and what they were doing. So maybe I am getting old because uh, I thought that was a fun conversation, but, but yeah, I, I agree. Talk to people. That's a good way to get out of your comfort zone and to, uh, and to, to learn something new maybe.
0: Absolutely. Find uh, all kinds of new hobbies that way.
1: Yeah, and start a book club, or that's a good way to. But yeah, or um... bird watching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I think we're coming up on the on the end of time, but uh, I thought this was uh, I thought this was an interesting one.
0: Yeah. Good uh, good luck with good luck with the boys and the uh, the windows and.
1: Yep. Yeah. Hopefully, they can stay out of, stay out of juvie. That'd be good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, any last last parting thoughts for us? or
0: No, just uh, it's, a, it's a good a good discussion, good reminder for me to kind of, you know, flesh out what I want to be learning in the next, you know, couple months.
1: Heck yeah. Yeah, heck yeah. Uh, the years keep coming. Uh, so figure out wh- where you want to be in those years and then and set, a, set a course to go there, uh, 100%. So yeah, th- thanks, for, thanks for joining us, everybody. Remember, you're never too old to learn and uh, we'll see you next time.
0: See you next time. There are only four things certain since social progress began. That the dog returns to his vomit and the sow returns to her mire, and the burnt fool's bandaged finger goes wobbling back to the fire. And that after this is accomplished and the brave new world begins when all men are paid for existing and no man must pay for his sin as surely as water will wet us as surely as fire will burn, the gods of the copybook kiddies with terror and sword-water.